All right, so there we go. We know what this is. This is the international distress symbol for uh, Indiana basketball. Indiana loses today at Simon Scott Assembly Hall to a mediocre Northwestern team. They lose 76-72. They were down by 16. They figured out a way to kind of get back into the game, cut it down to a one-possession game. Northwestern made a couple of free throws down the stretch. Indiana was really decrepit from the line throughout the game. It was not a good situation for Indiana. Indiana from the line, 12 of 21. That isn't going to get it done. Malik Renew's got to get smarter. Uh, Kalel Ware's got to get more aggressive. I think Trey Galloway's got to get smarter. You know, this, this is a team that's got way too many flaws in order to not play really good, solid, fundamental basketball. If they're going to win, they got to be fundamentally sound. And this team just doesn't do it. And you saw it in the first half. You saw that technical win. And I question the validity of the technical foul against Peyton Sparks. I don't think it should have been a dead ball technical. But what it did was it gave Northwestern two free throws, which Bowie made, and then forfeited the offensive possession that they would have had. So that's a potential four-point swing. That four points, that's the difference of the game. You can blow close games in the first half. That happens all the time. Malik Renew's got to wise up. I mean, what the hell? He's arguing with assistant coaches about that fifth foul when he just flat ran into a guy. I don't understand that at all. Like, if you don't think that's a foul, you don't know what the hell a foul is. So you better get your head out of your ass and start playing basketball like you mean it, or or take a class. A lot of classes at Indiana. They got a class, or they used to have a class, I don't know whether they do anymore, about uh, coaching basketball. Learning what a foul is. Learning what a foul is not. If Malik Renew doesn't know any better what a foul is than to question that fifth foul that he committed, which was actually the second in nine seconds that he committed... I mean, what are you going to do? How are you going to win with that? Smart wins sometimes. And Northwestern just beat a talented Indiana team's ass on its home court in front of guys who played there last year and are now playing in the NBA. And, and what they show? They didn't show anything. This is just awful. Um, Indiana gets a loss. This is an instant Indiana basketball post-game with Ken Sterling, of course. We are, uh, you know what, we want to remind you, subscribe. We do a post-game every game, other than the 9 o'clock. I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm not going to do it to you. The night, I'm not staying up. like to do a 20-minute post-game at 11.15. Would they, they have like seven replay reviews today, for God's sake, and for what? like to determine that a ball went off Trey Galloway's shin when it was patently obvious that that happened? What the hell are the officials doing? Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Also, look, you know what? If Indiana wants to wear AAU uniforms, that's fine. If Mike Woodson and, and the coaching staff for Indiana wants to wear these pullovers that make them all look like they weigh 350 pounds, have at it. I don't care what they wear. I care how they play. And the way they played today, uh, this is not good. Until they had to play well, they found a way to play well,
they hit a few shots and 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 kind of crept close enough to be able to threaten at the end and keep people in Simon Scott Assembly Hall rather than leaving. If you like the video, hit the thumbs up. You don't have to look. It's not about liking the result of the game. Thank God, right? So hit the like, thumbs up, and ring the bell. Hit the bell icon to get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. And if you make a donation, you leave a comment, ask a question. We will absolutely address it right here and right now. Easy enough. I, I don't get it. I don't think this team's very well coached. But you look at who this team is, and you, you've got a guy like Gabe Cups starting, freshman. Mackenzie Mbako starting, freshman. Malik Renu, sophomore, but he plays like a freshman. You know what I mean? He's better than he was last year as a freshman, but he's still trying to figure it out. Um, you got a lot of youth. Trey Galloway, not a youth, certainly. Um, but you got you got two sophomores, two freshmen, and Galloway as your starters. That's a really young team. And if all those guys stay until next year, this team could get better just through kind of the build, you know, that that players have from their freshman to sophomore year, from their sophomore to junior year. So it's not like the entire program is in complete disarray, but let's face it, there's no path to the NCAA tournament. They're six and eight in the Big Ten. They would have to win out at this point. Win out in order to get to twelve and eight and have even any kind of bubble consideration at that point and have to go to Minneapolis and win a couple in the Big Ten tournament, even to be given some kind of where there's a debate whether they should make it or not. They're not going to win these last six games. They're not good enough. They don't shoot it well enough. They don't function well enough. And it's really too bad because when they do function well, they function really well. When they move that ball and it's pop, 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 into the post, reversal, you know, they, when they pass the ball to advance it and they stop focusing on what they can do, like off the bounce, this is a pretty good offensive team. It's not bad. But they have got to get better at hitting free throws. they got to get better at hitting threes. Today they were 6 of 18 hitting threes. That's okay. I'll take that. They hit a couple late. Mbako was 3 of 6 today. Uh, Cups was 2 of 3. Other than that, I mean, obviously you do the math. They were, uh, they were 1 of 9 other than that. It, the free throws were really deleterious. And that technical in the first half was really, really bad news. Um, the uniforms, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get all sideways about. I, I never, I, go figure. I, I know many of you will find this very, very surprising. How you look has no interest to me. Style, you get zero points in a game of basketball for style. Zero points in a game of football for style. Zero runs in a game of baseball for style. What you've got to do is be able to put the ball in the bucket and on the other end, stop the ball from going in the bucket. And if wearing some kind of jersey or some kind of ensemble will allow you to do that at a higher level, first of all, it'll be the first time. Second of all, you know, um, great. Wear, you know, wear dresses. I don't care what you wear if it helps you play basketball better, but it doesn't. 
And we know that. It's got nothing to do with style. It's got nothing to do with looks. It's got to do with fundamental understanding of the game and ability to hit shots and an ability to stay between your guy and the bucket when he's got the ball. And Indiana has a tough time doing that. They chase guys around screens, and all of a sudden they're on the hip of the offensive player, and they can't get back in front. Nobody's that fast. On the offensive end, they think that they can advance the ball via the dribble as quickly as they can via the pass, sometimes. Consistency. If they ran their offense consistently like they do for stretches at a time, this would be a really good basketball team, and they would win more games than they lose. That's not who Indiana is right now, and I don't know what you do about this. I, you want to buy out Mike Woodson? I don't know what the point of that is. Um, who are you going to hire into this job after Woodson has a job for three years, and, and you're paying him, I don't know how, how much he get, three years, four years, at $4 million each? That's crazy. Indiana isn't Ohio State, and it shouldn't be Ohio State. They should be more patient. But by God, there ought to be some kind of a, some kind of a sign that somebody is coming to an understanding of how they need to play and with the competitiveness they need to play. This does not look like a well-coached team. That doesn't mean that Mike Woodson isn't a good coach. It's just that these guys either aren't vibing with it or, or they're just not capable of understanding the game at the level necessary in order to function at a high level on the court. I'm not sure which it is. I do know this. There's something wrong down in Indiana. That A lack of experience is certainly a thing. I don't think you win with one-on-ones. I don't think you do. I think that you go out and get five-star guys, you do it at your own peril. You better get, you better get to their ability to help you win quickly. You better be able to develop a guy quickly. Jalen hood Shafino last year was kind of one of those guys. It would be interesting to see what this team would be like with Jalen hood Shafino on it. Had Xavier Johnson not gone down last year with that broken foot, it's likely that Jalen hood Shafino wouldn't even have started, much less been a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Indiana's got trouble. This is a bad loss. Oh, yes. Look at look at how far this program has fallen. We look at like back in the day, you looked at a loss to Northwestern, whether it was played in Bloomington, Evanston, on the surface of the moon. You just it, it wow. You know what I mean? It, it would have been oh my God, we lost to Northwestern. Well, now it's almost a surprise when Indiana beats Northwestern. So what are you going to do? What is the culture of this program? What is, what is the foundational aspect, the foundational trait that this program is built upon? Talent? Talent isn't going to get it done. There are lots of talented guys in college basketball. Nobody has had more talent than John Calipari down at Kentucky, right? And over the last 14 seasons, and I'll include this one, I think it's been 14 seasons since they won a national championship. You can argue that maybe they should have won the championship in 2015. But still, like that is not, that's not what Kentucky wants. That's not what Big Blue Nation wants. They covet championships. And Calipari has delivered exactly one. With how many first-round draft picks? How many NBA All-Stars? You know, 
That is not the recipe for success. That's not it. Aggregating short-timers who, who play basketball at a really high level and are just counting the days till they get to leave, go to the N- NBA and make millions of dollars playing against the best in the world. That's what they aspire to. You take guys like uh, Boo Booey might wind up playing in the NBA, but uh, Barnheiser had got playing in the NBA. You got, uh, uh, who else he got on that team? You know what, Langborg, you, you saw what, like Langborg the other night when he was thrown out of the game on that flagrant two at Rutgers, Northwestern fizzled, and of course they did. Langborn today, Langborg was really good. He had 26 freaking points, eight of eight from the line, four of six from beyond the arc. He, he spent his first period uh, of time at Princeton for God's sake. So playing at Princeton, you you figure he's kind of a smart guy. This is his fourth year. He played his first three years at Princeton. And and this year, like he's playing really good, smart guy basketball. That wins in the Big Ten. Smart guy basketball wins. Indiana does not play smart guy basketball. Indiana doesn't know, one, doesn't know what a foul is. And two, because they don't know what a foul is, they don't know how to avoid one, and that's because, and they can't they can't hit free throws. So Indiana is what Indiana is, and when March Madness comes, it's going to be March Sadness in Bloomington, and that's a real shame. You know, do you move how toward what do you move? If you move from Mike Woodson, what are you going to bring in? Now you can argue like Dan Dockich does that this is a bad staff. You know, Woodson has hired friends. He's hired guys who can bring in talent. Seems like Woodson has said, hey, get me the most talented players that we can get in Indiana, and we'll figure out, you know, how to introduce them into sort of a basketball stew that is delicious. Well, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, By the way, the broadcast was excellent. We tend to be a little bit critical of broadcasts, and not today. Uh, I thought that uh, Lafonso Ellis, Brandon Gordon were absolutely fantastic. I thought that they lifted the quality of the game in terms of enjoyment for everybody. Anybody who watched this game, I think, enjoyed it a little bit more because of the quality of the analyst in Ellis and the quality of the play-by-play in Gordon. So thanks to Fox. We criticize networks for assigning others sometimes today. I thought it was really good. I thought the broadcast was excellent. Although it seemed like they were missing cameras. This seemed like more a high school broadcast. And this suits me really, really well. So I'm not being critical. But they had like the wide they had wide shots all over the place and not a lot of tight shots on foul shooters, not a lot of tight shots on inbounds plays. And I like that. That's a good thing, but it was just a little bit different, especially for Fox. Uh, no Ty Berry, Boo Booey out for most of the first half. IU couldn't get anything done. And uh, so you, you kind of wind up where it, you knew you were going to wind up today. You had a pretty good feeling that Indiana was going to have a really tough time um, kind of getting over on the Wildcats, and they did. And so now we got Fred Hoiberg and uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers coming to town, and we'll see what happens when they're in town. Uh, what Indiana has done 
over the last, I don't know, how long has it been? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Over the last 12 games, Indiana has gone four and eight, which makes sense because they were 2-0 headed into Big Ten play based upon those first two wins uh, in Big Ten play at Michigan and against Maryland. So four and eight since then in the Big Ten is not a good basketball team. It's not a functional basketball team. They don't work well together. It's going to be interesting to see how this roster adjusts after the season. I wish, like hell, on this February 18th, we were talking about something a little bit different, something a little bit more optimistic. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. But as, as you can well imagine, we are not real uh, ambitious or optimistic at 14 and 11 and 6 and 8. But the game... On Wednesday, that'll be at 8.30, so no post game. Then the game's Saturday at Penn State. That's a nooner. Of course, we'll have a post postgame. Uh, then they take on Wisconsin at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Wisconsin, that's on Peacock at 7 o'clock. That is, uh, man, Wisconsin's having a tough time. Holy cow, and speaking of tough times, Purdue, tough time today against Ohio State. First game after the firing of Chris Holtman, and Ohio State finds a way to beat Purdue. Got to mention that, right? We have to end on a high note. Good for the Buckeyes. <laughs> Good for the Buckeyes. Bad for the Boilers. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. Bright and early. About 6.40. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Talk about the Colts a little bit. On on Friday, I, I talked about Quentin Nelson and how he's not a top 10 draft pick of Chris Ballard. And people have gone bonkers. People are very upset. You, you're being mean to Quentin. Big Q, Big Q is great. Please. It's not about whether he's great or not. It's about whether he's great as a sixth overall pick in 2018. That's how we grade draft picks. Hell, anybody can take a good play, especially a guard. The only guard taken in the top six since 1986 you would expect he would be a hell of a good guard, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. What I'm talking about is taking a player in a spot in the draft and have that player outperform his draft position. If you think Quentin Nelson has done that, you are straight out of your mind. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. We'll hit about on that a little bit more, and uh, that'll be good fun. That'll, that'll get people's dander up. And they're wrong, but, you know, dander will be up. <laughs> 